I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 228. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Each week I'm inspired by songs to dig into God's Word, and most times they are songs that are playing on the radio, but this week I'm using a song that we sing in church. It's not new, nor is it very mainstream, but I love it, and it reflects Scripture. King's Kaleidoscope song, Fix My Eyes, leads me straight to Hebrews 12, but also leads me to meditate on truth, and I hope you like it too, so let's listen. There are a couple of versions of this song out there. I like the way we sing it at church better than the album version, but I'm more of a lover of acoustic sounds. I did um, share the YouTube version uh, or the version on YouTube that has more of an acoustic piano sound to it. I posted that in the show notes. It's a beautiful rendition and you can find this week's show notes at michellekneesat.com forward slash 228. And I'm saying all of that because if you download the music or you add it to your Spotify list, you might be a little surprised by the album version versus the acoustic piano version that I shared in the show notes. So the phrase, fix my eyes, holds a very dear place in my heart for a few reasons. First, when the idea for this podcast was merely a seed planted by the Father in my heart, I thought I would put Uh, word for word scripture to music. And I wanted to create a way for my children to hide God's word in their hearts. And I was woefully incompetent to the task. And lucky for us, God gave that ability to others in the family of Christ. One of my favorite resources is Seeds Family Worship, and you can find their music and resources at seedsfamilyworship.com. It's especially designed for families and is way less cheesy than the stuff that I came up with. However, I did write one song that had this phrase, fix my eyes or fix your eyes in it. And it was based on three areas of scripture that we will visit today for posterity's sake. Now, my overall philosophy is that Christian music playing on my radio has a far greater chance of turning my heart and my mind toward the things of Christ than secular music. But while fun to listen to, sometimes if we take it as truth, versus seeking out what God's word really says, we could actually get led astray from some deeper, harder things that God has for us in his word. 
And I guess a better way to say it, all of that, is God's word is truth. Don't let Christian music be a substitute for God's word. Now, I I get really excited when I can find songs that reflect scripture. I especially love word-for-word references within the song and can cause me to meditate on truths that change the way I think. This song does that for me. Now, meditation is actually a Bible interaction tool exercise that I use or have used in the past and need to do more these days. I call these exercises bites for short, Bible interaction tool exercise, but one of the foundational bites of this podcast is meditation. In fact, it's one of my top five, and you can get a one-page resource with my top five bites when you subscribe at michelleneedsat.com. Meditation is on that list, and when I say meditate, I mean meditate the way scripture means meditate. And in Psalm 119.15, in English, the verse reads, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. Now, through my studies, I've uncovered that the Hebrew word for meditate is siach, and it can be translated, put forth, meditate, muse, commune, speak, ponder, or sing. Sing. I can sing of his precepts, and that will count as meditation. Of course, as I'm singing, I'm meditating and planting what I'm singing deeper and deeper into my heart. And if I really focus on what I'm singing, God can take those words and make the truth I'm singing part of my being. So when I say I need to meditate more, I actually find myself in a season of information overload without time to process or consider. I read a book, attend a class, hear a sermon, study God's word, listen to an online teaching, listen to a podcast, visit with a friend, and through it all, I'm not really taking the time to process what I'm learning. I'm not considering it enough, rolling it around in my head. I'm not meditating on truth as much as I should. And part of that is I'm not slowing down enough. But this week, This week, I found myself back at the beginning of this podcast where a song sat in my brain and I sang. I meditated through singing and I paired it with time in God's word. And I meditated and I sang and I considered. No coloring pencils this week, no journal, no note cards, just meditating, soaking in God's word and then meditating. So let's start back at the chorus that we just listened to. I fix my eyes on you, the founder and the finisher of our faith. I fix my eyes on you. The solace in your suffering is my strength. I want to begin um, at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Now, I want to consider three things that I meditated on just in this chorus and consider what God's word says about it. And then as you sing this song, you might remember what you've learned and it can change the way you think. All right. I want to consider fixing my eyes. I want to consider Jesus as the founder and finisher of my faith. And finally, the phrase in the lyrics, the solace in your suffering is my strength. 
Now, when I wrote my song about fixing my eyes, I considered this scripture in Hebrews chapter 12 that we just ran or that we just read. (laughs) And as we run this race of life, uh, the race marked out for us as referred to in this scripture, where should our eyes be? Well, we should look to Jesus. But where do I look? Well, if I'm honest, if it were a track, I'm looking at the lane marked out for me and wondering why I got lane five and she got lane two. Or I may not even be looking at the lanes at all. I'm looking around at my circumstances. I'm distracted by, um, from I'm distracted from the race completely because of debt or suffering or busyness. Or I'm looking at the race, finding my significance in the race and not the prize, which is eternity with God. But that's not what I'm taught here. I'm taught here to fix my eyes on Jesus. And by meditating on where my eyes are fixed this week, I see I need to lift my head to the face of Jesus. Now, another place in God's word that instructs us to fix our eyes is 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And in verse 17, it says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Now, Paul talks about what I've just been saying. He's saying the struggle is real, but temporary. What we have to look forward to, the unseen, the eternal, the presence of God forever, the return uh, to the walking in the garden of the cool of the day relationship with God, that eternal glory far outweighs the temporary struggles as real as they are. And we may need to take that statement on faith because the struggles are real. So we fix our eyes on Jesus. We fix our eyes what is on what is unseen and eternal, and we fix our eyes on on God's word. If we head back over to Psalm 119, and that's where I was talking about the verse that I talked about meditating on earlier in verse 15, but we're going to go to verse 4. And Psalm 119 is a very long psalm, but we're going to go to verse 4. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Verse 5, oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. Now, there are many references to the word of God in this psalm. It's called precepts and statutes and commandments. But it is clear that we are to fix our eyes on God's word as well. So as I meditated through this song on this phrase and I thought about fix my eyes, I considered fixing my eyes on Jesus, on eternal things, and on God's word. And I know when my gaze begins to wander where I need to return. So now that we've meditated on that idea from our song and from scripture, let's talk about Jesus being the founder and finisher of our faith. Now, I use the bite of considering a variety of translations, and this is really easy to do when you use an online tool like BibleHub.com. There's a parallel function. It's one of my favorite tools to use. So when I look up Hebrews 12, 2, I see that Jesus is called, and when I look at it in a variety of translations, pioneer and perfecter of faith, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith, founder and perfecter of our faith, author and finisher of our faith. So our song combines two of those translations. It talks about founder and finisher. And as I consider these qualities of Jesus, I also see how they impact uh, how I view my faith. 
So first, let's talk about Jesus being the founder of our faith. He Even the biblical translators use a variety of words, founder, pioneer, author. And in 1 John, we read about Jesus when uh John introduced him as the Word. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. So we see that Jesus was there in the beginning, that God created everything through him, and Hebrews indicates that that also includes our faith. So as I meditate on that truth, this characteristic of Christ, that he's a founder of of my faith, I considered the significance of a founder. Well, a founder of a business is the one who comes up with the idea and does the work to make it come into existence. That's consistent with our faith as well. It's not our idea. It was God's from the beginning through Christ. And I love the way one of our translators says it. Did you hear it? The champion who initiates our faith. Our faith is initiated by Christ as we are called to then place that faith in him. This is an important biblical as uh this is as important as understanding that God created the heavens and the earth in the beginning, right? Everything else hinges upon that. It eliminates all other gods if God created everything. Well, if God is the author of our faith, if Christ is the author of our faith, then it also eliminates our tendency to place ourselves as the champion who initiates our faith when it was Christ all along. Now, the next characteristic is that Jesus not only authors our faith, but he finishes it. He perfects it. And the Greek word for finisher specifically refers to Jesus, the one bringing the life of faith to its complete conclusion, the consummation. All right. Now, Thayer's Greek lexicon says it this way, is a perfecter, is one who has in his own person raised faith to its perfection and so set before us the highest example of faith. And it also highlights the fact that Hebrews 12, 2 is the only place that that word occurs in God's word. So Jesus authors our faith and Jesus sets before us the highest example of faith and Jesus brings our faith to its complete conclusion. Now in woodworking, the finishing of any created piece means tending to all those final details by hand. So my challenge to you is to allow the carpenter to perfect your faith. Allow him to do the fine sanding and cleaning and hand rubbing and sealing for eternity through the Holy Spirit. Now that's who Jesus is. He's the founder and finisher, and that's how it impacts us. It's our faith that he has founded and finish and is finishing. And when you listen to the song as a whole, you you hear a cry for comfort uh, as it also declares the solution, which is fixing our eyes on Jesus, because we do get weary. We all get weary. We all get worn down and we will suffer. And so I meditated on this phrase in our lyrics, the solace in your suffering is my strength. And this idea comes from Hebrews 12 as well. Keep reading verses 2 through verse 4. We read it at the beginning, but let's read it again. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you've not given your lives in your struggle against sin. All right, it says you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Well, when we consider how our Savior suffered, 
We are comforted and we're given strength to endure. Let's go back to our three focus areas of scripture as we kind of close out meditating on this idea that we are comforted and strengthened by the suffering of Christ. I already read the verses in Hebrews 12, but if you keep reading, it's in context of the Lord's discipline, enduring hardship as discipline from a loving father who sees our struggle with sin firsthand. If you go to 2 Corinthians 4 that we were that I mentioned earlier, it actually speaks of the hardship of enduring against people who don't understand truth and even the dangers that they uh, that Paul and his and and his people uh, endured for standing up for Christ. In verse 8 it says we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed but not driven to despair. We are hunted down but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Christ so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. So you see Uh, And then you head over to Psalm 119, where we were again before. We see our struggle against our own inconsistencies in our walk. It says, blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts be kept diligently. This is my focus. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. Again, so I'm comforted. I'm provided solace in my struggle to endure my own inconsistency, my own hardships, and God's loving discipline as he seeks to perfect the faith he authored in my heart. I fix my eyes on Jesus as my example of one who endured suffering for me because he fixed his eyes on eternity with his father and with us enjoying his presence forever. So what's next? We'll spend some time in God's word this week. I recommend Hebrews chapter 12, 2 Corinthians 4, and the first eight verses of Psalm 119. They all join together as you pair it with your own meditation through singing this song, Fix My Eyes. Allow God to unwind any faulty thinking as you encounter um, and give him room to speak to your heart. And when you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellekneezat or Facebook, Michelle L. Nizat, and let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service, theoverflow.com, for pointing their subscribers to this podcast, but more importantly, pointing them to God's word through music. When you subscribe to their trial, you will receive a 10-day series of devotions I wrote based on some of my most popular podcast episodes. So I encourage you to check them out at theoverflow.com. And I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Stephen from the UK, Janet from Ontario, Canada, Corey from Kentucky, Cammie from Iowa, Patrick from somewhere in the US, Harvey from the Philippines, Cindy from Indiana, Chastity from Virginia, and Joanna from Alaska. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website will benefit from that one-page resource I mentioned of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast. It's a great place to start. And then subscribers will also benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You will also get an email recap of the week's episode and instant access to any of the extra resources I create for my podcasts 
from time to time. And it's just all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. There are so many ways to listen to the podcast. We are now featured on Joy 103.1 every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Also, always on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio. And you can always subscribe in iTunes. And that's the best place to leave a review. So when you're in iTunes, if you wouldn't mind, please leave me a written review and a star rating. This not only encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using God So Loved by Hillsong Worship to jump into scripture. This was a request by my longtime listener, Emily. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 228. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.